Mornings on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Hello, mother. Hello, daughter. How, How are, are you? you today? Um, I'm pretty good. Oh, good. Well, yeah. I hope everybody's good. We actually, I was looking this morning, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Well, then we better get right to many, it. Many, many things gosh. to get to. Well, let's, um, I'm sure some of you just keep right on all morning on Saturdays, and you were probably listening to the Weekly Dishers who were um, doing an, an ode to the closing of the Macy's restaurant. Oh, I don't know how The Lakeshore Grill at Southdale and Ridgedale. Um, has closed and mom permanently, what, permanently. Yeah. yes this is not just a temporary no. closure and when I heard this news earlier in the week and then I heard them talking about the popovers and the Asian chicken yeah. salad I just thought of you it's mom because what it's oh, mandarin, mandarin mandarin sorry salad. mandarin chicken yep. salad my apologies oh, okay. but that is just a tiny glimmer of how much you know about those restaurants it and is. how many hours you have spent you know, catching up with your cousins right. in in the basement of Southdale at that well, restaurant. Well, for many years, uh, a group of us cousins who, you know, otherwise probably not see each other or talk to each other unless we've sort of much, we've made it a point of getting together once a month mm-hmm. and having lunch. And we always go to Southdale Lakeshore Grill. It's just been easy and the food is good and, and all the rest. many, many times I inquired to all of you stylish, chic, with it women, why you didn't want to come up from the basement and why you didn't want to go to a restaurant that had windows or a different menu or try something else. It was quiet. We could sit and talk. We knew several of the service people who were (laughs) wonderful. The popovers were to die for. That was your place. Plus the fact, you know, you went there a whole lot as a little girl. I did. Oh. We used to take you, they used to have a treasure chest so you could pick out a toy. Oh, I and remember that. In, back when kids. it was Dayton's. Yes. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, it yeah. was Dayton's then. Well, I never, I, oh, yes. I And, and the menu was good. And a couple times it when was. I joined you recently, it was still good. I just hated that it was in the basement. But Absolutely. the thing that's so sad also, just uh, with along with the history of all of it, at Ridgedale, you know, they completely redid oh, the Lakeshore Grill just a few years ago. Yep. Beautiful. Now, they only had little popovers. The difference, and I didn't hear the um, Weekly Dishers mention, yeah. the big thing at Southdale is that they had a special popover oven. And there was a point, and I believe it was when Macy's first took over, they were going to quit having um, popovers. For a I short remember time that. Did. Well, was there an outcry from Major the controversy, yeah. And that did not last long. Mm-hmm. They quickly brought them back. And I, you know, I guess what also made me sad is if I had known they were closing, I didn't know that the last time I ate there was the last time. Well, I think that's true of so and many that, things yeah, that we didn't know. know when we were doing in mid-March we wouldn't be doing I would again. I would love to know if it's really strictly because of the pandemic, although yeah, well, that is not my husband's take on it. Oh, really? As a, well, you know, as a former Dayton employee, yeah. what he is, just thinks Macy's eventually will close totally, and it's just one more thing that they're getting rid of. So. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I actually, um, I'm in the midst of finishing up a retail story that I will post at tcbmag.com. It'll probably post tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay. So you can look forward to oh, that. In case you don't have any I'm, weekend plans. I'm going to set be, my alarm clock. Yeah, please. Okay. Please do. Um, but... 
Uh, Macy's is on a watch list Mm -hmm. by retail analysts. um, And the watch list means, you know, in um, in jeopardy of closing stores in the second half of the year. And that's all analysts are are expecting that. And and I mean, look, Macy's has slowly but surely killed all of their food service. You know, I mean, marketplace and, you know, I mean, and I think those are. I don't know. It'd be interesting, and I wonder if this if Stephanie has a take on this. I mean, I would guess those are those are expensive parts of the business to run, from the equipment and the staffing. You can't get away with having one salesperson for the whole floor at no. a restaurant. Well, you know, the, it felt like they did. But, but I yes. mean, no, the I food service, just all of it. I mean, those are expensive, um, service heavy parts of the business to run, and that is not what Macy's has been about no. in recent years. And now, given the pandemic. I mean, and also, I mean, how I mean, at Ridgedale, they could have been utilizing that patio, which right. is what's so That's, sad because they've yeah. got a beautiful patio you, at Southdale. I don't know how they would no. be doing that restaurant Do right now. Do you know if the restaurants had been open since the store had reopened? I don't know that. Um, I, I honestly, I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I hadn't, I don't know if they ever had but, reopened or not, uh, but I mean, you know, uh, Rick Nelson from the star tribune reported, um, it just was reported like two days ago, um, that signs were posted. Um, yeah, he didn't really say no, if, they, I, if they had been open. If anybody knows. Yeah, maybe people if know. Somebody knows had, if they ever had opened right, had anyone Macy's opened. Yeah, had anyone been there in the last couple of months? 651-641-1071 if you had. But, you know, again, it just it's it's another nail in the coffin of what the department store was. It means the only department store in town now that has a restaurant is Nordstrom. Right, at Mall of America and at Ridgedale. Yeah. And those are apparently still... Functioning. Yeah. And, so. and still open. Um, but it's uh, sad. But yeah, I mean, those I mean, even Von Mar, which is so much about service, they don't have a restaurant of any kind. Oh, right. They don't. They don't even have a yeah. coffee bar. No, I don't do thought that about that. You're yeah. right. So it's just, you know, one of the many things that department stores used to be that are are gone and um, probably at this point, pretty unlikely to come back. Yeah. Um, there were some, um, oh, Hope is talking to somebody. Let's see if she has, uh, maybe she's just talking to a friend. Um, the caller couldn't stay, but she said it wasn't open three weeks ago. Oh, Oh, so they probably never had opened. Right. They never had opened, but they hadn't officially announced that they weren't going to. It was just one of the many temporaries. And I'm, I'm sure that must've been logistically very complicated inside a mall to, to distance. Right. There are certain um, waiters and waitresses who were there yeah. for years. I know. Really years. And I mean, like, I'd come in and Julie, who waited on us a lot, would say, oh, you want your green iced tea? And she would go and make oh, special gosh. green iced tea for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was that was their life. And yep. it's just, it, that makes me sad, too. Yeah, it does. But, it's too bad. But there's some good news. There is quite a, there actually, this was one of the first weeks in a long time where the malls in particular um, had some announcements. Yeah. Lou- uh, it would seem that um, outlet traffic in the week ending August 9th was slightly higher than the 2019 level. And um, 
Well, is- I, I can tell you, um, I, I had a friend, if you're listening, Dana, feel free to call with the report. Um, I had a friend who went to the Lululemon outlet at Albertville this oh, week. Yeah, She arrived when it opened and got a number. They were only letting in, you know, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 people at a time. Right. She said by the time she got in, the wait was an hour and a half. Really? For people, people to get into the store. To... People want their bargains. Wow. They want well, their bargains um, and they're willing to wait for them. Shopping traffic it, it, center traffic is down 27% year over year. But I mean, things have picked up some and they show that um, foot traffic has improved in May and early June and that, you know, it looks like maybe. It is picking up and people are starting to uh, right. show up again. Well, so we, we reported a couple of weeks ago that Fox Run, the occasional store, was o- was opening at Shops at Arbor Lakes. Um, there were several other announcements this week. Um, Lululemon, first of all, opening another store at Rosedale. That's, to me, yeah. uh, uh, an important one just because there are so many stores opening right now that were actually planned pre-pandemic and right. just delayed. And so you figured they were already in it. They'd already spent the money on the build out. So yeah. it was so just delayed continuing. opening. Um, but Lululemon, this is a new agreement that they are going to open um, in the coming weeks at Rosedale. Um, there's a shoe store called Trade Home Shoes. Mm. They have other locations throughout the Midwest. They are also opening at Rosedale. Um, And Arbor Lakes announced five openings. In addition to Fox Run, um, Xfinity is opening a store there. Well, you know, Xfinity. I can go get my new remote. Exactly. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. And I think those are I I was talking to a a retail leasing agent who was saying that the the stores that are having success right now, first of all, for the most part, not the nationals. It's local, more entrepreneurial concepts like a Fox or, you know, someone who's a little scrappier, newer, willing to like ride out a storm on the gamble that things are going to get better. And it's service oriented things where there's a reason you're going to go into the Xfinity store because you need a new remote. Right. But then you might sign up for other services or you might sign up for other products and it's a more of a destination yeah, kind of thing. Makes sense. Um, also, um, waffle, the waffle, um, the iconic waffle place from New York called, um, waffle, I don't, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Waffles and I need, uh, I need Stephanie. Um, waffles and, and ding, uh, where is it? <laughs> I'm, oh, waffles and dingies. Am I saying it right? D i n g e s. Sorry, I'm. I. It's they. They're known for these yellow food trucks all around New York. Yeah, they are going to open at the Mall of America. What are the dinghies or whatever they're called? I mean, it's another food. Oh, good. Okay. Here. So you, if you have your waffle, you can... Waffles and dinghies. It's a, it's a... um. Okay. All the world is a waffle and all of us are merely dinghies. That's their quote. Oh, so maybe it's not a It's food. a waffle maybe truck. It's, it's a waffle truck, and they are opening their first location outside of New York at the Mall of America oh, that's on Monday. Oh, this coming Monday? This coming Monday. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I don't know that that's one that might have been in the works too, but for Mall of America, which has not had a lot of good news, it's a glimmer yeah. of hope for them. So we got to take a quick break <laughs> when we get back. Um, more retail news and. Michelle Obama's necklace. Mm. That's next on Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. 
So this week, as you may know, um, the Democratic National Convention virtual edition happened um, on all of our televisions. When Michelle Obama spoke, you may have noticed that she was wearing, um, well, she was dressed very simply, really, right? Kind of understated. Yeah. Um, with a, kind of a, I think I've seen that dress before. It was almost. Oh, was it a dress, not a oh, blouse? I couldn't oh, tell. I don't know. I, isn't that funny? I only saw the top two. I don't know. Maybe it was a blouse. It was like a silky. Silky or charmeuse kind of um, like a. A brown, in the yeah, brown family. Exactly. Yeah. She was wearing a, just a very delicate necklace, which I will be really honest, while I was watching her speak, I couldn't make out well, the letters. that's funny. And I'm looking and thinking, okay, wait, what does that say? And first time thinking, wait, is it the initials of her kids? And then, no, and then all of a sudden I said, oh, it says vote. It says vote. Well, right. aren't you, you're, you must have higher definition than I, I do or better eyes. Really I don't know. Eyes. Anyway, yeah. it, very delicate. It had the letters V-O-T-E kind of like... Like, um, spaced out. Yes, yeah, spaced out in it. Well, the internet went crazy. Yep. And obviously other people, like you, Mom, were able to read the letters. And everyone started frantically searching to find out who made Michelle Obama's vote necklace. Right. Took a few hours for the media to confirm that it was a, a, a woman, a, a black woman-owned brand, a woman based in L.A. from Jamaica, I believe. It's, the brand is called By Sharib. Yes. B-Y- C-H-A-R-I. And, and it's... $295. Right. It was a custom order because she does necklaces with words, but you can do the words. But what she very smartly did very quickly, and I'm still not clear if she had warning that Michelle was going to wear this or not, or if she even knew that that's who had ordered the necklace from her. Yeah, But I don't they know that quickly either. got that up, not as a custom order, but as, you know, here's Michelle Obama's vote necklace. Right. Um, so that people could order it. When I looked on Tuesday, it said it was going to take three to four weeks to fulfill orders. I don't know if it's longer now. Anyway, in the middle of all this, while people were searching vote necklace, and this is why you got to optimize your Google. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, one of the first results that popped up was a local jewelry designer here in the Twin Cities named Larissa Loden. One, She's, of, our, one of our special friends. She She's has been wonderful. on the show many times. Yep. And she actually was, she made her own vote necklace and actually a whole collection of vote jewelry. She's also got earrings and bracelets. She's been doing mm-hmm. a lot of word things. We've talked about this. She did her quarantine quits. She's had some, you know, swear words, which we've yeah. all been feeling yeah. on or bracelets. She did. Uh, a, a for George bracelet after George Floyd died that she donated all of the sales to um, organizations. And anyway, she introduced her vote collection in February. Well, it started trending like crazy. Yep. People are searching for Michelle Obama's necklace. They're coming up with Larissa Loden and they're ordering. Now, hers is $60. Okay. So uh, a, a more uh, affordable price point than the by Cherie one. Um, hers is gold plated. Larissa has a more expensive version as well. Um, just depends on the materials that she uses. And the more expensive one's a little bit fancier. It's got these little gold spacers in between the letters. So she has a couple of options. So my one question is, if you have that necklace, I mean, any of them, mm-hmm. would you wear it after the election? Um, or are you investing like in Michelle Obama's case, two hundred and ninety five dollars and are you wearing it 
Well, I suppose you could bring well, it up look, every election. It's but. always it's always true. I mean, it doesn't matter who's running. It doesn't matter oh, what no, year. No, no. Voting saying, is an important thing. Right. I think it's one of those that you probably tend to pull out more, you know, around in an election yeah. season. Um, but anyway, obviously, and, a lot of people are feeling it and absolutely. want that necklace. Larissa, who, funny enough, we, we did a story. It's on Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's website. We'll put a link up if you didn't see it earlier this week. But um, she had a baby two weeks ago. I didn't realize that. Yes. I and so she's her other one. I thought her other one was still a little tiny. Well, baby. they're both little, but, but she had a baby <laughs> and she's, you know, technically on maternity oh, leave. Sure. But you know how that goes when you are a business yeah. owner. Your and mind she, doesn't shut And up. she said she was planning to watch the convention, but fell asleep on the couch. Oh, so she missed the whole thing. Never had seen Michelle Obama woke up to feed her baby at 2 a.m. Decided while she's sitting there that she would just log on to the laptop and see how sales had gone for the day (laughs) and sees this like incredible uptick. She said literally it was like double what she expected and that almost all the orders were for her vote necklace, which seemed weird because she didn't just introduce it. She had put it on her site in February. Oh, that's funny. And she's like, what is going on? And so then she quickly caught up and saw the Michelle Obama necklace and realized. So they. it's a good thing. They sprung in. quickly making more? Totally. Totally. So, you know, I mean, it's been obviously a wonderful boost to buy Cherie to that brand yep. that Michelle Obama wore. But how wonderful for and, and you know, Uncommon Goods has one. There are several. There, oh, go ahead. Finish I was just going to say that as we've discussed many times, Michelle Obama is so thoughtful about who she wears. And, you know, it's right. no accident, not just that she wore that necklace, but that she got it from a black right. jewelry maker yep. who, you know, an independent. Right. She knows yep. what happens with, with whatever she puts on her body. Yeah, no, so, it's um, a good kind of thing. But, but how company. nice to see a little bit of that trickle down to, you know, yeah, one of our absolutely. own and another independent woman owned um, business. Larissa said that while her business has almost completely flip-flopped from being, before the pandemic, being primarily wholesale, where she was selling to other stores, right. the patinas of the world, museum shops all General around the country, store, you know, yeah. and you know, online, direct-to-consumer owners were smaller, maybe 20%. It's almost flipped completely. Really? Because all of the orders from small retailers basically ground to a halt. She said it's now starting to pick up, and in fact, she's had stores wanting to order that vote collection from her as well. Um, So, anyway. However it works. Driving a lot of business, but she uh, was sitting there between feedings of her newborn, stringing necklaces herself. Oh, I love it. I love it. She's a multitasker. Yes, she is. And many companies have gotten into voting Products, which to me seems more than ever before. Levi's, uh, they teamed up with Rock the Vote and have all kinds of uh, T-shirts and hoodies and all of that. Um, many more uh, company outdoor voices is another one richer and poor outdoor and, voices went bankrupt. I was surprised to see them on that yeah, list. No, apparently not richer and poorer makes cozy kind of uh, sweats that you can wear mm-hmm. that, you know, give you that same kind of uh, feeling. Urban Outfitters has t-shirts. Um, all kinds of necklaces. So many different companies doing votes. Are, are doing yeah. voting. Well, if you want to make a statement, we'll we'll post the list and you Sounds can see good. where you can get vote apparel. We will be back with one of our favorites, Mitch Berthume. That's next on Shop Girls. You're listening 
listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mother Harmony is here as well. And many of you look forward, we know, to weekly uh, updates from our friend Mitch, who's always on the go. She puts us to shame because she is just driving everywhere while we're stuck in the studio, yep. hitting all of the events. Well, it's been kind of a slow several Not months, too many events. but we wanted to check in because we miss her and we know our listeners do too. We wanted to check in with Mitch Berthume, um pop-up guru pop-up princess she is the no, she's she, the queen she is the queen she's but the queen. but princess you know i like the sound of it okay. mitch what do you want to be a princess or a queen i, I like both okay good. <laughs> princess queen <laughs> yeah she's a princess queen <laughs> you deserve both well how are you Oh, you guys, I'm so good. How are you? We're, we're, we're doing okay. okay. We're really curious. I mean, it's such a hard time and we've been, you know, checking in on many small businesses. But, you know, it's this, there's this whole trickle down, right? It's not just the people who run the stores and make the products. It's everybody who works in retail. It's everybody. And, uh, you know, sadly, COVID has affected everybody. I always am optimistic, you guys. And if you look back at you know, the the last downturn when really Made in America started flourishing and all of the local brands that we have now and have become so close to and fond of, they rose out of that time. Mm-hmm. That's and a really so good point. I hadn't thought about it that. Is, absolutely. That's what I've been thinking about through all of this. I just keep thinking there and, and look at the stores that have opened. You just talked about Fox right. Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just came from Holly's house boutique where's that um i haven't been out you guys i can name on two hands uh and when we talk about what's flourishing it's the home improvement stores and the targets that seem to be really flourishing during this holly um holly house boutique i believe was in burnsville center during the holidays and has a big presence at the state fair typically which is a whole other subject Mm -hmm. she is in a strip mall that is on my side of town, but I still had to put it in my navigator. <laughs> it is it is on Cliff Road and 35E in Egan. She has 45 local brands, and I haven't been to a lot of new places that have opened because I've tried to be so careful. I hope so. And yet, I want, well, I, I mean, true, true, Harmony, but we want these businesses to flourish. When sure. I walked into this place this morning, it was so crowded. I thought, really? oh, I must be the only one in incubation in Minnesota. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because it was unbelievable. And, and you know, she has brands like the Painted Stuff, um, Minnesota Awesome T-shirts, Deb Walk, um, the Fabulous Ceramics. Um, I mean, I could just go on naming what she had in this lovely little boutique with Hmm. all of these shoppers this morning. And this is Holly House is in this is in like a strip mall set up in a strip mall uh, right by Target in Egan off of Cliff Road and 35E. Is it temporary? Do you know or is this? It is temporary. And and bad me. I was on the phone when I was in there buying really cute masks because. (laughs) I've only bought them at the Golden Fig. I've only bought them at the Grand Collective from all our locals. Local. All local. All local. I bought one at Anthropology. I will admit, because it was too cute to not order <laughs> online. Oh, but, okay. Well, we want them to stay around, too, yes, right? Yes, we do. Exactly. 
exactly. Well, that's interesting. So, and I, I do think that, and I, I, I was saying this earlier, that talking to, um, you know, commercial real estate agents that, you know, for an, for an entrepreneurial business, this could be a really good time to get in to get maybe a better deal on the, on the rent or get a shorter lease and try something out. I think you, you both date back with me when I started the whole strategy of I'm going to do not necessarily a pop-up, but a marketplace so that these smaller brands can experiment on not just a fabulous weekend festival, but my first one at the Mall of America from Black Friday to Christmas. Mm -hmm. So you look at what's going on and the developers that have reached out to me nationally, and not just from Minnesota, but mm-hmm. these empty storefronts. And I don't know about you, but if I'm going to go somewhere where I need something, a gift, I'm going to go in a place that is easy to go in sure. and out. Right. So right. you have all of those kind of spaces available. Then you have the local brands who are dying to participate. I mean, I can't tell you my emails yeah. that I get you guys from brands. Mitch, please, what are you doing? Please <laughs> host something. <Yeah. laughs> and and what do you We're tell them a, right now? Do you anticipate doing any markets this year, this fall? I do. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, because you guys participated in the first and only so far harbor market at Pool and Yacht. Mm. It was enormously successful. Then last summer, the river froze and the Pool and Yacht sits on the river. And so now this year, the manager reached out to me and said, can we please do a weekend Oktoberfest? Oh, fun. I think, yeah, exactly. It should still be nice out. Harmony, you're so right. When you look at all the outdoor dining that's happening, I mean, Allie, I texted you last night. I drove past Keg and Case. It was like the state fair. There was music. People were everywhere. And I thought, this gives me a little hope to be able to do something with local makers. Right. Because the restaurants have all these patios now, and they've made it so quaint and European yeah. that I would love to be able to do something outside with the local brands, not only for an October weekend, but something for the holidays, too, that I'm in talks over so, with. So, Mitch, do you think, you know, we had talked quite a while ago, I mean, the whole Dayton project that's going on, um, do you think anything's going to happen there yet this year? Oh, I think it's going to happen in a big way. I mean, you know, um, I I have some involvement with that. Um, I think it's a matter of really the ownership wanting to be respectful um, on many levels. We Mm -hmm. have the coronavirus. We have uh, offices that aren't back relocated downtown yet, Harmony. So there has to be traffic in order to put the brands in there. I think after Labor Day, we'll determine some things mm-hmm. when when we see if if uh, companies come back downtown. But I have 25 brands that are excited and um, and we're ready to you know it's going to open. It's going to be fabulous. Is, well, it's too far along for it for it not, not to yeah. happen. It's just the the, the delays food, are the so unfortunate. Is still happening, right? The that. Everything's still happening. Okay. It's just a matter of timing, yeah. Harmony. And we're I'm, all kind of on the governor's, you know, we want to do what's right. We have to see what, when these schools open, so yeah. much determines what's so, going to happen. I get so 
I, I don't know if the word is upset or just hoping when I see all the pictures on Instagram of the offices and all the spaces that are so incredible for the people who do wind up renting there. Um, it's like, I just... You I mean at the Dayton's at Project? The, yes, oh, at the yeah. Dayton's Project. They yeah. sort of wish you could just, you know, use it. Right, right. But it's stunning. It's yeah. stunning. I haven't been down there much. I've brought some brands through and, and, you know, have had meetings there, but really haven't been there. And, you know, I also uh, do strategic partnerships for Fairbo, which is booming. Everybody's buying blankets. I can tell you that. Um but I, Dayton's is absolutely stunning. Every every element of Dayton's is yeah. stunning. So we're just can't wait for to get that open. We're it's gonna, gonna need those. Fabulous. We're gonna need those Faribault blankets to sit on our patios yeah. this winter. Basically, we're gonna, we're gonna have to have heat lamps and Faribault blankets. Seriously, yep. Those, those well, the- you, it, it it has been really interesting with the blankets. Not to get off on that tangent, but they are we are a, a, the second oldest company in Minnesota and the local brand, but. You guys, I put together partnerships with Anthropology for Holiday this year with our blankets. Mm-hmm. I put together partnerships with uh, Free People. You know, we opened a store in Linden Hills. We're opening in Chicago. Home decor things are really where people are right. because there's going to be a lot of touch football games and raking and bonfires in people's yards and cabins and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but it doesn't hurt to remind people that the Faribault store in Linden Hills right next to Turtle Bread, that's open. Right, Mitch? It, it is open. It, it's just adorable. It looks like something that you'd find in Cape Cod. It's just really special. I so gotta what, get in for there. people that don't know, besides blankets, what else can they find in that Faribault store? What oh, my gosh, you guys. We have the cutest little accessories. You know, the coffee cozies that we've had since we reopened in 2010 right. where, you know, people don't, my kids don't, they, they're big coffee drinkers. They take those instead of using the sleeves at a Starbucks or a Caribou. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we have the wine bottle sleeves uh, and we have scarves and, you know, we were just bought, we have new ownership, the Moody family still involved. But the new ownership, we're really doing some fun things going into 2021 and then we're, we launched the Minnetonka Lake Blanket, which we can't keep in mm, stock. We I launched have. a Minnesota Blanket. So we're doing really personal uh, kind of grassroots things that yeah. are really our passion. They're, they're our passion, and people buy them and love them, and they're treasured. So yeah, it's, it's funny, Mitch, when you were saying that Keg and Case was busy and that, you know, people are trying to kind of, you know, create markets and things. You know, as sad as it is to to not have a state fair just for all of us, for our experience and nostalgia and for all the businesses that rely on that, in some ways it's, it is creating these new opportunities and right. maybe driving traffic to places that wouldn't be as busy at this time of year i think you're spot on Allie. um that the state fair from the time it was announced that it wasn't going to happen and I, I was heartbroken i mean i think we all are heartbroken the state fair is so much a part of our our fabric and i think what they tried to do is phenomenal with the food parade fairbo is actually sponsoring the gopher mobile and we're in the local market online as well but so many different people have created newness from not being able to be involved. Right. right. And, it, you know, all these food trucks everywhere. And, totally. And, we, it, and the merchandise, it, too. We've talked about the, the virtual marketplace where a lot of the brands that you know and love and work with are, are selling online. They're all selling online and they're all doing more collaborative things together with gift boxes Um 
you know, that we know Minnie and Paul has done so well, but other people have taken other brands now and are creating those. I think it's called It's Not Fair State Fair Gift Boxes. Yeah, um, that's I just great. Got, I like the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that, that's starting our conversation. The entrepreneurship, the creativity, and what is going to come of this is so hopeful and exciting yes, to me. Yeah, I agree. It is. Well, Mitch, it is so good to hear your voice. And um, you stay, stay safe in all of your cute face masks and keep us posted on fall and winter markets. We can't wait to hear. You know I will. Love you, too. Okay, okay. love you, too. Thank all right. you. We will be back with Whose Look Is It Anyway? That's next on Shop Girls. I gave my all and they all know it. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. My mom Harmony is here. We've got Chanel eyewear. We've got Birkenstocks cutoffs and a strawberry dress. You know what that means. It's time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? I can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? You want to start with the strawberry dress, Mom? That's a juicy one. Well, you know, the truth is, it's a really cute dress, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. But apparently this has been all over the internet because this woman who I had not heard of before, her name is Tess Holiday, and she's a plus size model and a makeup artist and a blogger. Very pretty. She's got pretty red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she wore it to the Grammy Awards seven months ago. It's, I don't know how to explain it exactly. It's low cut. It's pink with all kinds of pretty strawberries all it over it. It looks like tulle material, yeah, like layers the waist, of fabric. Yeah. Um, sort of um, midi length. Yep. Um, with ruffles with ruffle on the body. It's like as girly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very feminine. And she said she made the wor- worst dress list when she wore it in January. Mm. But what she's talking about is that since she wore it, a lot of people who she calls very skinny people on TikTok have been wearing it. So, the same dress. Same dress. And everybody loves it. Yeah. And so Holiday wrote on Instagram uh, this month. She said, to sum it up, our society hates fat people, especially when we are winning. And she thanked the designer, she said, for making her feel like a princess seven months ago. And she said, it's because I'm fat. It's a double standard. And according to her, uh, even though she landed on the worst dress list uh, when she wore it on the red carpet, the dress went viral. It's a $490 dress, and it went viral. And she said she knew instantly the reason it was getting so much attention all these months later is that the people that were wearing it are the people who are deemed to be beautiful by society standards. And right. their body type is acceptable. Skinny, skinny, and, yeah. size zero. Exactly. And that's really pathetic. And, yeah. you know, you you'd think that maybe we're a little bit past this, mm-hmm. but apparently not. And yeah, no, I can I can see how that would make you feel really bad. Yeah. Now, I, I will say just to play devil's advocate and I'm not and I think she's 100 percent right that that that's what you know, that people right. look at clothing on somebody who is a little heavier or curvier in a different way than they do on skinny people. But, you know, we frequently, and I'm not saying we should necessarily judge any of it, but I mean, you often see who wore it best lists or where it's a comparison of how, and I mean, there are things that can look good 
on one person and not right on another. We talk about that all the time. But it looked pretty on her. Exactly. That's the difference here. She looked really pretty. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, this isn't right for her. She's comfortable in her own skin and it's a Um, fun dress and she's not afraid to make a big statement. And she, you know, gave a shout out to the designer's name is Lyrica Matoshi. And she said she's happy that she's getting recognized for this because she said she dressed me when a lot of designers would. Right. And, you know, that Christian Seriano is known for that. As well, and I think this is a common complaint of um, women who are a little bit larger that designers, you know, have decided for them. Oh, you should only wear, you know, darker colors, or you shouldn't wear big prints, or you know, right. I mean, or, you or, can have your taste in fashion no matter what your and size I is. I think often designers feel my design's not going to be, it's not going to show up as well. Mm-hmm. on a heavy person as it will on a skinny person. I want to yeah. make sure that people realize how beautiful yeah. it is. But it, but it is, is absolutely a glaring example yeah. of the double standard. Sure and I, I think it's great that she pointed it out. Yep. Um, and then there are those who just raid their husband's closets yeah, for pandemic you know outfits. If I could do that and look as good as Gabriel Union... I would do it. Yeah, Gabrielle Union. Well, her too. Although I'm going to guess that her little like midi, like half tank top sports bra, that had to be her own. I don't believe I don't think that came from Dwayne Wade. Belonged to Dwayne Wade. Okay, good. I believe that would have been her own. I I mean, look, if it did, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. But she was wearing, she sort of took this athleisure look even, you know, one step further. And she was wearing his gray Joseph wool slacks, um, which are sort of a cross between a jogger and a trouser. Yeah. And they looked really comfy. And she also was wearing a jacket that had once belonged to him. I just was, I just kept, I just really want to see a picture of him in the same outfit. Well, I with imagine, the sports bra. Oh, but no, well, well, I'm not sure you're going to see that. I just can't picture it on him. But she also was wearing black um, Nike sneakers, black sneakers that are unisex. So yeah. I mean, but the whole thing. I mean, she's got a great figure, mm-hmm. and it looked really cute, and it sure looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think she pulled it off rather well. Yeah. So yeah, very I don't know cute. if he would so, look as good in it. Just an idea yeah. as you're as you're trying to figure out new ways to wear your sweats. If you're getting tired of them, consider. Does uh, your husband have any clothes in his closet that you'd like to wear? Uh, I'm guessing other than his Sesame Street I think I've vest. Ar- I feel like I've already <laughs> taken that. I mean, like there are a couple of t-shirts and sweatshirts. Like there's like a high school sweatshirt of his oh, that really? I wear. Yeah. And a really ripped up t-shirt that I like. Yeah, it's good to have oh, a couple of those things. You know things. what? I, maybe I need to do that. You're going to take dad's clothes? Well, maybe t-shirts. Is there like an age limit for that? That feels weird. <laughs> Why? He I don't wears know. clothes too. He does. I mean, it just seems like something you should have done years ago. I did. You did? In fact, the shirt I got engaged in, the yeah. shirt I was wearing, was actually my brother-in-law's. Hmm. That somehow I I just thought what? of that. <laughs> I don't know how I had that. But that's what I was wearing. This went in a really weird direction. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I guess you're never too old to swap clothes. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. How do you feel about these Chanel glasses that everybody is raving about? I think they're really um, they're very big. chic. 
Well, they are, but I'm kind of digging them. I think it's just it. I feel like we've been in this place of like the thick, heavy plastic frames for so long that this looks really fresh, very thin, yeah, but very large. We'll post a picture. Okay, gold rimmed, just big frame, but none of the like heavy plasticky look. Totally different. And this is their new collection. Very chic. All right, we'll post a picture. We'll be back to take your questions in just a minute. Stick around. Everyone loves buying holiday gifts, but the credit card hangover, not so much. Well, Old Navy is outdoing even Santa with their prices this season. They have incredible prezzies for everyone on your list, like matching jingle jammies, statement-making coats, and the coziest sweaters. And Old Navy has tons of gifts for under 15 bucks, so you can buy yourself a little something too. Sorry, not sorry. So pop by a store or visit oldnavy.com.